wet paint, warm beer, and that woman. The three things a man can't resist. <laughs> Time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean. L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, Amperage.com, A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... What is it about the things in life we can't resist? And we all have them, and they differ from one to another, from one generation to the next, even from brother to brother. But what is it about the whole can't resist argument, you know, the can't resist scenarios in our lives, the can't resist conundrums. I love the word conundrum, the conundrum of the can't resist, that when it comes down to making excuses for just giving in and giving over to the temptation and the tempting things that we want and giving up willpower, somehow we feel understood and empowered when we cop out to the crap of, can't resist. And there are some things that are just synonymous. Synonymous? Did I say synonymous? <laughs> that are synonymous, you know, with their irresistibility beyond anyone's ability to recover. You, I mean, you know the kinds of things. You know, when you say, well, I had to, you know, whatever it is. I just couldn't resist. And then all of those around you or so many people around you say, I know, right? Or you get like a small chorus of, me too. And then there's the customary, well, you gotta live sometimes, you know. And there are the stereotypical irresistibles, you know, that some folks just can't cope without. Like, well, you know, like a good sale price on a pair of shoes. Or free food giveaways in the supermarket. And speaking of the supermarket, don't even get me started on what begins as a glance at but winds up with a purchase of, actually at the checkout line, be it a Baby Ruth, or buy in the Inquirer. And sometimes, these stereotypical, I can't resist you irresistibles, they run along demographic lines, culturally, men, women, etc. But if today, all I talk about are the why a guy can't resist these three things, these three thingies, then it's not really sexist 
as much as it's self-reflexist, right? So, wet paint, warm beer, and that woman. The three things no man can universally resist. And truth be told, he doesn't want to resist. But truth is, every man should insist on learning to resist all three. Or finding the strength source to just say no to wet paint, warm beer, and that woman. So, wet paint. Well, you know, you probably already pictured like maybe a bench, you know, with a sign taped to it that says, wet paint, or don't touch wet paint. And if you weren't thinking about wet paint on a bench, I'll bet you may be doing so now. And you may have, honestly, you may have to even confess that you've been guilty of the quick finger touch to test the tacky texture and just see how wet wet paint can be. Well, if you're guilty of this can't resist temptation, but want to throw yourself at the mercy of the court because, hey, you're just a man, you may now approach the bench. Because apparently, you can't help yourself. You really can't. You really can't resist because it's actually a recognized syndrome. Yeah, you just got to test it and touch the wet paint or near the wet paint sign. And it's not your fault. Because one, you're a man. And that's what men do. And number two, you may actually have wet paint syndrome. <laughs> no, don't plead for forgiveness by pretending that you can't read or didn't see the sign. Because it was the sign and what the sign said that got into your head and tempted the hell out of you. So let's just assume that they, the manly wet paint partakers, can read as all people afflicted with the wet paint syndrome, WPS, are able to read. Now that's the difference between common curiosity and WPS, wet paint syndrome. And WPS is a common psychological ailment, so common that about 50% or so of the population potentially suffers the I can't resist wet paint conundrum. There's that word again, I couldn't resist. Yeah, almost 50%. Hey. Isn't the world's population around 50% male? Hmm? The name originates from the act of touching a freshly painted surface which carries a sign, wet paint. And if you cannot resist the urge to touch the paint, you are probably afflicted with the WPS. The WPS, the wet paint syndrome, applies to all signs, all signs, that require some tactile or psychological feedback to a person when they have to test the veracity of the words. There are some other ones, possibly not so messy and sticky examples like, caution, contents may be hot, or employees only, kind of like authorized personnel only, or use caution when operating heavy machinery. <laughs> I love that one. Can you just not, can you just see someone like walking past a big ass bulldozer and then deliberately downing a bunch of Benadryl and then borrowing the damn John Deere for like a 15-mile-an-hour parking lot free-for-all? <laughs> and then there's more. Do not step above this point. Ladder warning. Fasten your seatbelt. No smoking. Maintain social distancing. <laughs> yeah, that's timely. But there are others. And if you can't resist claiming the affliction of having wet paint syndrome, look out. Because getting help can seem hopeless at times. Good luck with that. There is no cure. Not even experience. 
So if you're inclined to ignore signs, especially warning signs, then you either have the wet paint syndrome or you're just a guy who also probably doesn't mind warm beer. Now me, I don't actually like warm beer. I've never ordered warm beer. And if a restaurant server ever swaggered or swiveled up to me and produced a freshly poured but warm beer, I'd refuse it. I'd resist it. But warm beer doesn't have to start out as warm beer. A perfectly chilled Bud Light can start out just right, but take a turn for the bitter when we cannot resist, when we men can't resist. The pull of the proving the impossible ain't so impossible. So we run our mouths and we run off to engorge our ego and ask a buddy, oh yeah? Watch this. Hold my beer. So while our beer becomes warmer and warmer, we chase challenges that we didn't invent. We just stumbled upon them like, well, like a guy who's had way too much warm beer. The structure of the scenario kind of goes like this. Someone does something outrageous and then someone else says, mm-hmm, hold my beer. They say it is a prelude to doing something even more outrageous. Online, it's become so worldwide recognized that it's now just frequently referred to as HMB which, based on a man's ability to resist the irresistibility of these, you know, after-the-beer-go-bad moments, that HMB should possibly mean, simultaneously, hold my beer, and hell of a manly burden. Because men can't resist the love to chase a challenge. Yeah, men love to chase. A man wants to chase. From the deepest roots of our male biology comes a damning dilemma that today is more relevant than ever. The thrill of the chase, the value of challenge, the want of that which we cannot have. Am I talking the pull of wet paint? Am I talking the blast that bests a buddy while your brew goes bad? Or am I talking about that beauty that can make a man act fugly? The challenge of that woman. So I researched to ask the experts. I couldn't resist. And researchers, divorce attorneys even, even stand-up comedians all agree. Guys have a harder time resisting sexual temptation. Studies suggest it. They suggest that married men are more likely than women to have extramarital affairs as well as to seduce someone else's partner. But why? Why exactly do men engage in such behavior, which is often self-destructive and almost always hurtful to those that they love. Newest research published in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin provides a possible answer. It suggests men's ability to resist temptation is no stronger or weaker than that of the ladies, but it gets overridden more often because of the intensity of men's desires. So intense, I'm not responsible. I can't resist. Oh, I don't like how this sounds. Because <laughs> according to expert studies and their reports, men were more likely than women to succumb to sexual temptation. And this sex difference was a function of impulse strength, the researchers reported. Men and women did not differ in their intentional control attempts, their efforts to try and control this. It's just that the men failed more often. And men? Well, men hate to fail. And that's why they like the challenge. They like the challenging. And they play along with the plays hard to get gorgeous gal. 
They like the chucklehead challenges, the ones that get them walking away from their perfectly chilled Bud Light and stales their stein of beer. And they like the challenge of being told, don't touch, don't step here, don't go there, don't, because there's risk there. And we men, we love to focus on that risk reward. And that rewards us with the merit badge of manhood. Problem is, when we focus on the risk, we find it harder to resist because we all struggle resisting what we are thinking about. I'll say that again. Problem is, when we focus on the risk, we find it harder to resist because we all struggle resisting what we are thinking about. You know this, you've heard this, that what gets your attention can get your intentions. I've been reminding folks of this as a trainer for decades now. So, say you want to lose some pounds and you want to have admirable abs. So, you go on a damn dumb diet and you say, hey, I like chocolate cake, but for now, I'm not going to eat chocolate cake. You say, no chocolate cake for me. Not going to have chocolate cake. Nope, don't want chocolate cake. You even lie to yourself and say, nah, I don't really like chocolate cake. So what are you thinking about? Chocolate cake. What you need to resist is the real motivation behind your behavioral choices and resist being over fat. Resist becoming pre-diabetic. Resist that no respect zone that you sneak the cake into to consume. That's what you resist to succeed, not the thing itself. The thing you find that's so tempting. And you know what? That's how God designed it. The Bible doesn't tell you to resist what you are tempted by and tempted to do. Look it up. The Bible does say this, though. Resist the devil and he will flee. James 4, 7. Technically, it says, submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee. It does not say resist the things that tempt us. Because while we are resisting, our attention span is insisting, insisting that we pay attention to the thing that we're resisting, the thing that's so tempting to us. That's what resistance is. We apply focused pressure on or towards something that we don't want to let in. We put our hands on it. We focus our aim on it. We apply ourselves towards it. That's what resistance is. And as has been said before, resistance is futile. <laughs> But submit yourself to what's good for you. <clears throat> Can you spell God? Then resist the one that's leading you into temptation. That's how you get delivered from evil. Say that again. Resist the one that's leading you into temptation. That's how you get delivered from evil. Wow. Now where have I heard that before? Amen, brothers. And now more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry from page 128. What the expert said? All human actions have one or more of these seven causes. Chance, nature, compulsions, habit, reason, passion, desire. Aristotle. And the guide's point of view on this? I think it's time to play another round of match game. Link up those seven causes with the corresponding seven deadly sins to win a new trip. Anger, pride, greed, sloth, 
gluttony, envy, and lust. And you can guess where that trip will take you. So what do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lane Guided System, what have you learned recently? What have you earned recently that wasn't just given to you easily? Where have you added to the world unselfishly? Now reflect on all of that, respect it, be grateful for it. Before you navigate somewhere next, please like, subscribe, and share to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share and navigating your way to something new and next.